Enveloped by crashing waves and plummeting brand value, the NRL has played its last card in the pack. It has launched Rugby League Season 2019 as a new era, yet the game has extinction written all over it. Lurid sex tapes, Cameron Smith refusing to retire, the Roosters as premiers, it's truly sickening. But history tells us that Rugby League has always been able to crawl back out of the primordial slime of its own making if someone utters two magic words. Fire up and Shazam! And all would be right with the greatest game of all. Well, no longer. The game has been blasted back to the Stone Age and the two brontosauri that are Stephen Ferris and Chris Gale can't do anything about it. So welcome to New Fire Up, the new Coke of Rugby League Radio. Welcome to a Fire Up involving 33% less talk, 33% less music, and 67% less comedy. Welcome to a Fire Up that has the go-forward of the Adelaide Rams. Welcome to New Fire Up, the Jurassic Era. God, that makes you feel old and tired, Chris. Talk of dinosaurs, Stephen. Jurassic era. Yeah. I mean, really, just put us out of pasture. <laughs> really, come on now. What is the point? Well, isn't there a sort of a net called the social welfare system, and shouldn't we be diving into that net <laughs> right now? We, yeah, we've earned our keep, haven't we? Yeah, I feel old dinosaurs. I was a little stiff and sore when I got out of bed at this early hour this morning to be here. So right. yeah, I can, I'm ready to um, hang them up, hang up the boots, Stephen. Yeah, and you put it down to the traditional state of origin, right smack bang in the middle blues, right? Yeah, and I'm no. not talking about the New South Wales Blues, I'm talking about the Fan Blues, where Rugby League just seems to take a backseat to State of Origin as a spectacle, correct? Yeah, I mean, basically, it was Paul Kent, and we'll talk a lot about Paul Kent today. Jeez, he's funny, that Paul he's, Kent, he's, he's, Makes he's me laugh every laugh time. <laughs> and he says, you don't follow players, Stephen, you follow the cloth. And yep. I thought that was a religious reference. Yes. But in fact, he was referring to the emblem, the jersey, and so really... We're here, every rugby league fan is here mm-hmm. because they have a club team. And Origin is nice, it's a diversion, uh, it's a money maker, mm. there's no doubt about that. Mm. But it gets into the way of the competition, Stephen. Chris, it's bigger than you or I. You don't understand this, That's do right, you? because we're rusted on fans, Stephen. Yes, and the yes. rugby league is not interested in rusted on fans. You know why? And you know, you may well love rugby league, right? <laughs> yes. But it doesn't love you most That's of the right, time. Because. If we're rusted on, they can do anything to they, us. They, they, can, they, want they to. can whip us. They can mistreat us. Buggerise the jersey. You know, <laughs> Whatever. They can, they, they can merge us. They can, they can release heritage editions. <sighs> they can release any version they like, and we'll still turn we'll, up we'll because we're rusted over. on. Yes, exactly. Right. And exactly. so, therefore, therefore, it's the non-rusted unfans that Origin appeals to, and that's who they care about. So, the news cycle is beholden to having to cover Origin, and there's nothing much about happening to our team. Would that suggest, then, Chris, that most of our listeners are probably... Not rusted on, and they're just state of origin fans. Perhaps once a year, is, twice, three times if, if we're lucky, if they're lucky. So maybe we get a bit of a ratings spike. Should, ah. should we put it out to the fans on the text lines? As to- we have a text line zero four zero nine nine four five nine four five. And you know, I, I guess the interesting thing about people who don't follow sport is they don't understand this rusted business. And no. Why does it happen? And can you ever scrape off the rust like a barnacle once it's on? I don't think you can. Uh, my friend Des Walsh was talking to me yesterday and he, he gave me a quote and I had to explain to him it was from Neil Young. Mm. You know, it's better yeah. to burn out than fade away because rust never sleeps. Never sleeps, yeah. yes. Yeah. Didn't Midnight also say something as well? Better to die on your feet and 
Live on your knees? Live on your knees. Oh, very well, if you're making a, a few dollars or whatever. They were a fun little combo midnight oil. Whatever happened to them? <laughs> whatever happened to them? Now, um, Chris, we often talk about rugby league in the broader, sort of as a, as a, as a reflection of broader culture, and uh, there seems to be some movement. I, I was saying to you earlier that uh, at this point in time, at this juncture, right in the middle of the, the competition, everybody thinks it's done and dusted. Then suddenly... It looks like a whole different competition is emerging, uh, like the proverbial butterfly from the, uh, you know, the, the, the cocoon or, or the, the, the state it lives in. Suddenly teams that shouldn't be winning are starting to win. Some, suddenly teams that are winning are losing three in a row. Roosters. Hello, Roosters. Hello, Roosters. How good is that? <laughs> that is fantastic, That is fantastic it? news to yeah. all and sundry. I'm heading out to the old girl who's yes. been in the, the press this week, the yeah. Sydney Cricket She's got a new skirt, right? Yes, that's yeah. right. Uh, you know, um, all gussied up. And gussied. Uh, heading out there to see them take on the Canterbury-Bankstown Bulldogs. And I'm going for one reason, Stephen, to just see if I can bear witness to four in a row is losing, that, is losing that, to the cellar-dweller Bulldogs. Yes, and, and exactly. And my, and my team that, that I'm rusted on to... The mighty St George Illawarra Dragons beat Canterbury last week, and everyone's saying, "Well, they're, they're bottom of the ladder. Yeah, they are Anybody can ladder. beat them. Surely the Roosters are going to beat them." Yeah, yeah. By the way, that appellation, mighty, mighty, belongs is, to the Dragons. It's yeah. trademarked, right? Yeah, right. Okay. <laughs> sure. Not the mighty Tigers. Like the mighty Thor. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> You've not heard that before? No, I haven't Dragons. actually. No. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So uh, you're, you're wishing and hoping now, aren't you? I think I am wishing and hoping, but gee, yeah. it'd be good. It wouldn't have been How good. good would it be? Because I, because I, I sit with a cabal of Roosters fans, and they could, they could very well be listening to you, going, "What? He comes each week hoping they're going to, we're going to lose." And can, we, I, can we, I, can I say one thing that I can pretty much guarantee that, yeah. that those Roosters fans I sit that with, cabal, that yeah. I would call friends, <laughs> none of them listen to the show. They don't I, call you a friend yeah, either. Yeah, no, exactly. <laughs> um, and but I, I'll be there to offer a well, bad luck. You know, I'm sure it's just a robo. A look it. of sympathy. That's right. Yeah, right. Yeah. Pat on the shoulder. Yeah, yeah. and I'm I'll, giggling I'll inside. <laughs> giggling inside. You see, they're the joys that people who aren't rusted on just don't understand. Correct. Right, and as we pointed out, ultimately, 15 teams out of 16 end up being losers each of course. year. Yeah. So even if my team loses, mm. I can. You know, have a little bit of fun at the expense of potentially 14 other groups of people in society. Grown men who suddenly turn into six-year-olds again. And yeah. women and children and all and things. crying in their beers or their, or their, or their lemonade. And, and that's what is beautiful about rugby, rugby league. league yes. It's and cruel. One of the many things. It's so cruel. One of the many things. Now, uh, there seems to be not just sort of movement up and down this sort of thing we call a table uh, where we look at the points. Ladder. Ladder for and against and tries and goals and then you get two points or or not or a one if it's a draw which is pretty rare blah 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 but um there's a whole lot of stuff happening in the world of stadia in this city of ours uh, we all know that uh, one is re- one is brand new Bankwest yes uh, as you said it's like an alien thing just plonked in the middle of nowhere in a pasture well I went out there last Friday to see the West Tigers. and the cows were looking at you sort of in a, in a sort of slightly confused state yeah what I, the hell is this place yeah I, it, it's an interesting trip I mean I took the um, punters' approach and cashed in my ticket and got free public transport. Mm. Hello, Gladys Berejiklian. Thank you. And it deposited me at Parramatta Station, which is a solid 20 to 25-minute walk away from the actual stadium itself. There's got to be a reason for that. Surely they're going to be building some sort of new museum or some sort of well, it did take tourist it, epicentre. It did take you through Parramatta City Square, right. which meant that I got to walk right past Peter Wynn's score. Right, and if that's not really some Pol- sort of politics at work, okay, no. right. but if that's not some sort of spirit, because you can still get you know Hunter Mariners jerseys there right. and things like that, fantastic. And um, look, it's nice, yeah. and yes, yeah. the noise is great, yeah. But it really, it to me, it's, it's a rectangle. 
Yes, it's yeah. a rectangular serves stadium. Coffee, Chris? It, uh, uh, it does serve coffee. Big there, screens. You found a number of. Ex- what are you trying to whinge about? You got something to whinge about, have you? Well, there are a number of ex-players actually manning the coffee carts around the plate. Well, ah, two whinges. One, it took twenty minutes to get there, and then my gate was around the other side, so it was an extra five minutes walk. <laughs> you and don't s- need the exercise, I gather. No, <laughs> and secondly. Oh, there was something sort of antiseptic to it, Stephen. It felt like one of those antiseptic, ap- yeah. one of those apartment buildings yeah. that are springing up overnight yeah. down in places like Rosebury and Waterloo. And how will they be looked upon, much like Sirius, as some sort of you know heritage building? Let's, oh, it's, let's, it's, let's go thirty or forty years down. There's the no doubt the Bankwest Stadium is the brutalist architecture of of this year. Large, yes, yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, it's functional, right? It's so. Will there be protests? Don't pull it down. We love this thing. You know, it reminds me of oh, back in 2019. What a year that was for architecture. Yeah. In other words, would the new girl become the old girl at yes, some stage? Exactly. I find it hard to imagine. <laughs> yes. I, 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 I mean, you know, God love Harry Triggerboff because, you know, he's done so much for the Tigers. <laughs> Hasn't he what? But I can't see the masses huddling around a Meriton apartment building some 50 years like hence. Like hugging saying, it, so to speak, that's lovingly. Right. That's right. <laughs> and saying, this is our heritage. Please don't tear it down. It's our past. You know, this is, we grew up with this stuff. It's beautiful. It reminds me of when I was a kid. You know, that's and, what it, and, and you know how the, there's a, a lot of people cynical about um, uh, modern um, programs now, that you know, modern products that they have built-in redundancy, like your yeah. beautiful TV screen is going to go defunct in five years. Yes, yes. I feel that the part of the genius of the modern stadium construction is they actually also believe this inbuilt redundancy. And I did actually walk past a room mm-hmm. and I just stuck it open while mm-hmm. I was out at Bank West and there's just one button there and it just has the, the word implode. Implode. Written. And, and I don't think anyone I, would care. I thought it would be on a timer. Yeah, 20 years. Yes, yeah, it's ticking. It's actually a big digital clock, and we're nineteen years and right. eight months or something. And so. does something just pop up in its place? Uh, well, you know, um, hopefully um, something useful like the, the Sydney Coliseum that's been announced out at Rudy wow, Hill. Wow, yes, know, a cultural place. Yes, but I'm concerned. So culture will win over sport. You're yeah, saying, yes. but I'm concerned there's a broader agenda going on here, Steve. Okay, okay. Um, let's face it. The the typical thing that politicians provide are bread and circus, right? Well, the Romans got that right. Correct. But in more recent times, times are tough. I know mm. you are a battler. Yeah, I'm a battler. Yeah, you know, you're, you're, <laughs> you're not, you're not, you're not swimming in the folding stuff. No, right, no. So you're just happy to have bread on your table. Yes, not lettuce, bread. Right, and if the politicians are just providing you with bread, yeah. the need for circuses becomes redundant, right? Right. Now. You were talking to me about being down the town hall the other day, and you saw something interesting. Yeah, I, I saw two of the biggest models of this city that I've ever seen. It was cool. I love a model. Who doesn't love a model of a city? Yes, you know, you can get, look at it from every angle. and Go, wow, what's that building? Oh, that's the you know that's the flyover. And then there were perspective buildings that were going up, and there, right. were, there were those that were empty spaces uh, that had come down, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Uh, it was intriguing to see what our city will look like with uh, you know Packers Monument to Sydney, uh, etc. You know, yet, yet. Where Allianz Stadium was and where ANZ Stadium is soon not going to be, there wasn't actually anything there, was there? There was not. No, not that I could recall. Right. Because, let's face it, the New South Wales State Government has ended uh, essentially live music and uh, uh, the broader piece of music culture in this city. Chris, we could argue about this. Well, as evidenced by Vivid. I mean, let's face it, did anyone go? The numbers are coming in, Chris, and they're big. <laughs> right. They're big. Right. But I'm, con- I'm concerned. That- but do they come for the music? That's the question. I'm just concerned that there's been a huge assault on that part of the culture. Ah, yes. Uh, yes. And that um, Gladys has, you know, essentially tried to shut that down. Right, right. But what, to send them to football, rugby league? Well, I thought so. Mm. But it strikes me that if you think about it, mm. 
you can't go to that model. And look, there's an artist rendition of the uh, new Allianz Stadium that's uh, available on the Roosters website. Yes. And it, you, you know, it's a sweeping panorama. It's a drone type situation. They yeah. come in, and there is a football stadium full of 35,000 Roosters fans, right? Drinking coffee made by ex football players. Exactly. So you know that that's not true. No. Right. <laughs> this, is, this is all misleading. That I believe that basically, once we got rid of music culture, yeah. closed down the cross, turned yeah. it into Willoughby, where right. I live. We've got two Willoughbys now. One's <laughs> so, called Willoughby, the other one's called King's so you Cross. So you don't have to leave Willoughby anymore. Rugby league is now within the sights. Yes. And as I said, I reckon at that press of that button at Bank West, mm. transformer style, it will turn into an apartment building. Wow. And I think they've got medium to high density housing So plan. they've gotten to bed with Harry? Yep. Wow, that's interesting, Chris. Allianz and ANZ ain't coming back anytime soon, Steve. Yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. I think these are the dying days of rugby league. Who, who wouldn't want to live on Moorpark Road? It's, it's Chris, come on. Kibax Lake? Yeah, if it's big enough, you can see the probably the harbour. Yes. Probably the ocean. <laughs> Glorious it. stuff. Beautiful view down to the airport. Could they not build, though, a park? Light rail? Yeah, light rail. Could they not build a park in the middle? They, they, so they, you can watch footy from your balcony? Well, they could. Well, hmm? yeah. I don't know. Just a thought. Know. And what does that say about, you know, apparently uh, Cronulla Sutherland? Yes. Born 1967. Yeah. You know, uh, are on the, on the run. Looking to take over the St George Stadium. Well, again, Nestrata. what's the story there? It's the inexorable driver development, Stephen. Cronulla, mm. of course, has been installing an amusement park with apartments down there for many years, and they keep saying, "Please don't relocate us to Perth." Because this is of to that. fund their football operations, supposedly, yeah. right? And now, all of a sudden, it's come to light that they can't really handle or the stadium, Points Bet Stadium, the ground can't handle it. Point Bet Stadium. Yep, Points Bet Stadium. What, 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 Endeavour Park, Shark Park. Caltex, <clears> Ronson. Captain Cook, Monument uh, Park. Uh, Southern Cross Group Stadium. Toxic Swamp. Uh, Ramondas. Yes, you know, some sort Toyota. of petroleum company, Toyota, <laughs> you know. And now it's Points Point Bet, is it? So, so they're Points saying, Bet. So they're saying, well, we're going to have to vacate the greenery, the, the football pitch, in order to do the development. Mm. I think, a la Allianz, ANZ, yeah. in the future Bank West... Right. Shark Park will be no more. So what more you're, what you're suggesting is more bread, no circus. Orwellian. Uh, it is Nazi Germany writ large. It's just a, the, the complete sterilisation of culture. So you know when people like Orwell write things like 1984, they don't yeah. write about the future. They write about a dystopian future. Of course, it is. Dark, I want to. I want to give you menacing this dystopian future, Stephen. This yeah. is what's going to happen. Right. I believe in 2020. Right. The Cronulla Sutherland Sharks yes. will be playing at Cogra Jubilee. Home of the mighty St. George Full-time. Warrior Dragons. Full time. Look, we're going to come back and talk about numbers because numbers run rugby league, Chris. It might be one second. And everywhere we go, we had 25,000 people in New York City. I asked them, Are you fired up? And they were all fired up. And I asked them, Are you ready to go? And they're all ready to go. Cheering, bro. What's that? It's quinoa with chi and goji berries. Look, could you, could you pass the almond milk, please? Yeah, sure. Looks good. Uh, you coming to Oztag tonight? No, I can't. Come. I, I can't do Oztag tonight. Melissa and I are going to Bikram Yoga. We're going, We're going to, to Bikram, Bikram Yoga. Yoga. Remember when life was dangerous? What do we do here at Fire Up? Every Friday, we weed out the kale munching, crop wearing, high fiber drivel, and serve up a fat drenched. Gristle-laden, triglyceride-dripping banquet of rugby league that'll fucking hurt you.
on the move, Chris. The stadium have got legs and they're moving, they're turning, they're reshaping, they're morphing, they're uh, shape-shifting. Uh, culture is is taking a battering. Rugby League is on the run. It knows what's coming next. It's decimation. So much so, even Rugby League's running to Perth. Look, you know, uh, Rugby League is running to Perth with Origin Steve, and it's just reflecting on what you're saying, everything changing. It reminds me that I know there were so many good things about the Morrison government being returned, and probably one of those was it scarpered the development plans for Henson Park. Because yes. I think Albo, yes. who's been on this show, he's going to turn it into some sort of you know AFL palace or something. And I retreated to Henson Park uh, last weekend for the Pride and Diversity Day, where everyone was welcome, mm. including Bulldogs fans. Except AFL fans. That's right. Yes. And quite rightly so. Quite rightly so. And, 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 and to me, it was an oasis, Stephen, because yeah. it was landlocked as Newtown was, hence they didn't survive in, in the first grade, and time-locked. Time-locked. And to, to think that... Our great game mm. in its um, non-rusted-on form mm. state of origin is being taken west yes. to the dishlicker bowl that is Optus the Stadium. Glistening, shiny, and very fast turf. It's hard. It's hard. <laughs> They've had a lot of leg and knee injuries over yeah. there. They don't get any rain in Perth, Chris. Didn't no, you know whatsoever. that? No rain at all, no, so no, it's hard, naturally. So. No recorded rain in Western Australia this millennia, and the coaches are all very nervous because of... It's, it's Gus Gould that says pretty much... Um, Anything above the waist, mm-hmm. a player can play with an injury. But if it's below the waist, the legs, you're no good. You need leg speed, Chris. You, 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 the old adage, Stephen, you yeah. can't run without legs. Can't run without legs, and you need speed in those legs as well. Now, uh, talking about nervousness, etc., etc., uh, and people leaving, there was rumours at uh, Ponga. Kalen. Kalen Ponga. Yes. Could have been on the move, could have been snatched up by Rugby Union, whatever the hell that is. <laughs> Uh, but uh, what's the what's the lay of the land at the moment with Kalen Ponga? Uh, should we be concerned? Should we be nervous? Sh- should we care? Uh, well, I think we should care mm-hmm. um, because uh, the game needs a future, Stephen. And if it's been played in Perth on fast services, its future is in doubt. Mm. Kalen Ponga is a good football player, no matter what the code is. Rugby union, I don't think it's any threat. I mean, they, they, they apparently they'd have to stump up. Well, in Australian rugby union, they'd have to stump up two point five million dollars a year and. They're going to be in. Uh, Can litig- you see Peter Fitzsimons digging deep to put to put that back right? <laughs> no, because they're going to be stuck in litigation hell with one Israel Falau for years to come. Man, that's, a, this, that's the work of the Lord, isn't it? So supposedly uh, New Zealand plays rugby union. They have a team called the All Blacks. So right. if we lo- if Kalen's lost, we're not losing him domestically. We're losing him internationally. Right, right, yes. But didn't you read the other day talking about charts and ladders? The most popular Australian politician was the New Zealand. Prime Minister? Just in a return. Yes, number one, by a long way. What does that say, Chris? (laughs) Well, not only was she the most popular Australian politician, she's the most popular politician, I imagine. And all we've got is, buddy, you know, paintings of uh, Engadine Maccas around the bloody city, right? That's right. It's all we've got to live with. And you find that funny, don't you? Well, I just think it's petty and childish and juvenile. And who doesn't want to laugh at that sort of stuff, (laughs) you know? You find it funny. (laughs) Come on now. Even my son said, what's that about, Dad? (laughs) 
Well, I had to explain, didn't I? Oh, well, I tell you what, like, you, know? It, you know, let's not put it past being a very, very clever viral marketing campaign by the McDonald's organisation itself. Absolutely. Yeah. I don't like it anymore. Yeah. It's not funny at all. The man of the people eats yes. whatever he still does. So uh, the papers today uh, say bizarre Ponga hitch. Now, most people think, what is that? Is that Latin? What does that mean? You know? Uh, and I thought it was like the hitch that he can't go to rugby union or some such story. Uh, but it says here uh, that they want to extend his deal um, uh, for another couple of years. Uh, he's got to run of his contract, etc., etc. At the Newcastle Knights. Newcastle Knights. Overseas rugby clubs. They, who are riding high, Chris? Well, yes. Who would have thought that? Yes. The brown polish. I always think too long. Oh, no, you're talking about... I, I think just overseas rugby clubs are riding high... Or the Newcastle Knights. Newcastle... Six uh, in a row, Stephen. Six in a row. And what, what a surprise that DJ Jack shit wants to come on the show next week. Does he, Jack? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> just bask in that glow. <laughs> right. Uh, anyway... Ponga is the hottest player on the NRL market, apparently. He's not actually on the NRL market, whatever that means. Well, it, this is this weird thing that you're actually not on the market because your contract is not up, except it seems that you can be on the market at any time. Is it worth the papers written on, Chris? No, no. And, and this is the trouble, is that they no longer write... Uh, and this is where the clubs <laughs> have got themselves into trouble. Yeah. They're no longer putting the contracts onto paper. Right. So when they go and it's try It's just and, digital, is it? That's right. And when they go and try and tear up a... They can't do got, it. They've got nothing to tear Zero, up. Zeros and ones. It doesn't so the operate. players have got them over a barrel. Right. Yeah, they knew that. Because they, they're young. They can see it coming. The digital revolution. They're digital savvy, Stephen. Digital savvy, yeah. They, 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 they move in a world that we don't understand. Their little fingers move fast. Sex right? tapes. Yeah. Sex Snapchat. Tapes. They're not tapes, Chris. Tumblr. Is that still a thing? <laughs> Tumblr. <laughs> Pinterest. I don't know. I'm not interested Pinterest, in it. Yeah. But someone is. Game Boy. Yeah, what, huh? <laughs> Say what? <laughs> so, God, I remember those days well, you know. I'm still playing. So, anyway, so he's the hottest thing on the market, and uh, they were keen, well, he was keen to extend his deal, but bizarrely, he was told he needed to raise his social media profile, which, of course, made us look deeper than our souls, Chris. And, uh, gee whiz, we're, we're looking very poor, very sickly at the moment. <laughs> to a bit of accounting, did we? Yeah, well, I mean, I'm just looking at the stats here, if I, if I may, Chris. Uh, fire up. We rate a measly 612 followers. On Instagram? Instagram. We've got 1,600 Facebook followers, Stephen, and we appreciate that audience very much. Thank you very much. But why doesn't people share our stuff a little bit more and get those numbers you, going? You can fiddle with the numbers, so I know, yeah. right? I know you can boost them there artificially. no bots with us. No bots with us. They're natural. They're real. I mean, Sean Johnson's only got uh, 306,000. Right. So we're pretty close, <laughs> right? <laughs> Now, I'm sure Ponga, that's in the same ballpark. Is that ballpark. right, 306,000? Pat says yes. Yeah. Now, Ponga's got a measly 225,000 followers, so he's really got to lift his game. Having said that, Will Chambers, much love, has only got 42,000, you know. Well, people don't like don't like a grub, Stephen. No. They, they, they vote with their fingers. Exactly. Their Cameron clicks. Munster, 63, that says it all, doesn't it? You know, another grub. Uh, Josh Maguire, have we got... Not available. That'd be right. <laughs> we should make ours not available, Chris. Yeah, well, then they'll just imagine... Well, we, we know got, where Josh Maguire's fingers are, but yeah. we'll talk about that later. Right. Uh, now, James Tedesco, your James, it's only got 88,000. I thought he was a popular man of the people. Yes, but of course, he's now playing for the Sydney Roosters. Oh, that, that automatically drops by half. And so your demographic, it's, uh, it's rich but old. Yeah. Yeah, so, you know. What are, they don't need social media. They for, you know? they, they've got established media. They've got their yachts. You know? They've got their iceberg dinners. You know, what do they need it for? It doesn't matter. So, uh, numbers. That's what they're telling. They're saying, mate, lift your profile. He's one of the game's most social players and really says no when asked to promote the Knights at charities and functions. That's old school working class sort of stuff, isn't it? Yeah, there's no leverage in that. There's no leverage you at mean, all. Maybe you make uh, 200 people happy at a function, but yeah. with just one posed eye-catching photograph of Kalen in action. Yeah. Thousands and thousands oh, hey. and thousands of people. It's gone up to 240. 
just just, 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 in, just talking. instantly, yeah, 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 just by uh, mentioning it. Uh, apparently, there's a thing called a swans. Buddy Franklin has 330, so we've got a bit of ground to make up there. Yeah. Cameron Smith, 196. Well, that's, that's not a half, real number. Hey? That's not a real number. That's not a real if number. Because, come on. We talk about these bots, you know, these you know, Russian-generated false likes and impressions. If there's a team yes. that understands how to use technology and robotics and nanotechnology to create Melbourne a false Storm. impression, that would be the Melbourne Storm. Right, right, because uh, everything matters. All, all numbers matter to Cameron have, Smith. Have you ever actually had the distinct pleasure of reading a Cameron Smith tweet? I have not. Uh, it, What's the pleasure it's, like? It's kind of like, today is Boxing Day. The cricket is on in Melbourne. How good is it? How good is that? Bloody hell. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. Uh, we'll be back in a minute. Fire up. Hey, Jono, coming to the game Sunday? Well, I'd love to, mate, but I'm going to put a show in an Uncle Gus's funeral. Why don't you get footy funerals to take care of it? Who? Footy funerals. Every one of footy funerals registered chaplains are fully qualified Michelin star barbecue experts and ex-league stars to ensure your loved ones are well remembered. The dearly departed arrive at the ceremony on a beautiful black Mariah Medicab. In your choice of turf, corner post or corporate sponsor designed caskets. Three big screens means no one has to miss a minute of the action. And for the kids, Footy Funeral's polyurethane footy shaped urn means Uncle Gus can keep having a run on with the Little East till kingdom come. Footy Funerals, the funnest flaming offload since the hospital pass. bonding session is a dirty word these days but I don't care what anyone says when you get out and have a few beers players do bond it relaxes them, it breaks barriers after the Clavelli shut we headed back towards the Coogee Bay Hotel and that's where things get a little hazy for me by the time we got to 3am Gus wanted us all to go home so we headed back to the Crown Plaza 
From here I only remember bits and pieces, but I do know there was a heap of us who decided to head back out. I'm not giving anyone up because it was well publicised that Craig Gower, Craig Wing, Willie Mason, Anthony Minicello and Marco Mealy were among those of us who headed out. It all came out in forensic detail. We split up into two groups, heading off in separate taxis. Some went to the casino, while the rest of us pretty much tried to get into every nightclub in Sydney, from King's Cross to Oxford Street. Trent Waterhouse, Mace and I went to Leichhardt, trying to find a club we had heard was still open. I spotted a bakery. I was starving, and stood there on Parramatta Road eating a pie. There would have been a hundred people going to work who saw us. We waited for a taxi, couldn't get one, so we ended up on a bus that was heading towards the city. That probably wasn't the smartest thing to do. That's just one aspect of the great life and times of Mark Gasnier, as written by Mark Gasnier. Yes. Yes. And, and, and what it does put into mind, Stephen, is that uh, we might be doing a live show later this year. I wow. know that. I know that you, We're going to dust off the old bloody live persona, the coats and everything. You yeah, know? I, I look in the direction of Redfern Pat and suggest that there might be some news on our social soon. Uh, October 11, after the grand final. Hey, Chris, Factory how's our social media looking? It's a really bounced, Stephen. Since we uh, put the word out, yes. we, uh, in the last five minutes, Mark Longhurst and John O'Bancroft have come on board. Terrific stuff. How so we're up by that? two, are we? Yeah. And we're chasing, what's it again, Ponga's 240,000? Well, no, no, let's let's go large. Let's go for what the guy, Buddy Franklin, what was his Yeah, name? 330. Yeah, let's go. Yeah, not Cameron Smith. We, no. We'll take him by no, in weeks out. He'll, he'll be gone by the end of the week. Fire up, everybody. Come yep. on. Yep. Come on. Let's do it. Let's do it. Uh, follow the leader. We're the leader in this uh, caper right now. Chris, um, what's happening? Well, I mean... Referees? I mean, we, we, we do have another instalment in yeah. our soap opera, Stephen, if you want to hear that just briefly Can right we? now. Yes, we, let's please. do that. Yeah. And now it's time for the latest instalment of The Life and Times of Gus Gould. walk back around to the helipad and as we we're walking back around the helipad there's a um, a viaduct there and I could hear this moaning and when I looked down there was a fella who'd come out of the football pretty inebriated and tried to take a court shortcut oh. and didn't know the viaduct was there and fell in oh. and he'd broken his leg and the oh. bones were sticking out of his leg and he was bleeding and he was moaning so we climbed down into the viaduct and you know, I tied his leg up and tourniqueted it, and we, I don't know if we had mobile phone. I don't know how, somehow we alerted someone anyway. The ambulances turned up and looked after him, and then we got in the helicopter and flew home. He would have been there all night. He might have frozen to death. But they said we did a good job. We, no. I had to get a new tie. I <laughs> and that was the latest instalment of The Life and Times of Gus Gould. Jesus, it gives me a chuckle every week. Yeah, yeah, even well, he's fired up. Yeah, I mean, talk about humanitarians. And, and this is the often not publicised face of rugby league, Stephen. Mm-hmm. Um, speaking, face. Speaking of faces, <laughs> yes. we might come to something, but we've had a few tweets, I believe. Oh, yes, oh no, yes. texts, I should say. Yeah, look, I think that we're being a bit cruel, really. We're talking about uh, being rusted on fans here. And some of it is, is well, we, we did give a serve to the chooks, didn't we? They are. They are they've lost their last three. Chooks fan here, we have feelings too. Yeah, but you can't deny that an artist's rendition of an Allianz Stadium full of 35,000 football fans all wearing Roosters colours is just pure fantasy, Stephen. Absolutely. I we're mean, just, I, I, I feel sorry for the kid who's texted us, and, I, and I'm sure it, yeah. his or her feelings are we bruised. We have empathy. But we are journalists here, Stephen, and we report the truth. We're the, the fourth truth. estate. That's we're the media exactly here. Right. Yeah. We are the rugby league media. Come on. And you've just got to cop it. And by the way, yeah, go on. Okay. Uh, if you play more tunes like this, I'm sure your followers will increase. Ah, oh, wow. Yeah, that's... that's, a, that's Thanks, uh, 
Toddy from Ramsgate, he's a regular listener. Yeah, he's a good listener. Uh, some like says, I'm scared to follow because I need to keep my feet as G-rated as possible. Well, we keep ours G-rated. We try and, well, yeah. we filter. I mean, it's been a long while since, uh, you know, Julian O'Neill shat in someone's shoe. So we don't have to cover that. And yeah. um, we uh, appropriately edit, so we use the expressions Michael Luck and Ben Hunt. Exactly. We soften it for all, all the kiddies are welcome, the grandmothers are welcome. And uh, Chris. There was one from a Bears fan, wasn't there? A oh, Bears fan, there was too. Yes, yeah, so let's have a look here. Uh, Cameron from North Sydney only follows New South Wales. So I told you, Chris, you're not getting this Russell on thing is old hat. Right. Now it's irrelevant. It's state. And, and if we if we could play New Zealand, then it's it's country. You know, that's a bigger picture. Cameron's thing. new age. Yes, he said, I follow New South Wales since our team was axed. So the North Sydney Bears, of course, ah, are no longer. Yeah. Uh, I totally feel for you. I really do. You are lucky to have teams to follow. Understand that. I do feel lucky. Well, I was going to say to Cameron. I'm in the lucky club. I was going to say to Cameron, there's some good news. If you go to the Canterbury Cup, you'll actually see North Sydney still going around. The bad news is you're the feeder team for the Sydney Roosters. Right. Hey, get this. See you Sunday at Manly. Khan Dragons, right? The, he, he forgot to put the Mighty Dragons in there. <laughs> Thanks, Toddy. <laughs> you could be talking about the Imagine Dragons. Oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> now, look, uh, some people think that rugby league's gone soft, Chris. Yes, they do. Yeah, I mean, our Dave Ray sent in that little piece about how rugby league has got a little bit kale-eating, you know. And uh, Paul Kent uh, believes that uh, there's a little bit of softness creeping in. What, what news from Paul? He's very funny, too. So, he's a very, <laughs> very funny man. Look, you know... The, one of the perceptions that we've inherited from the United States, Stephen, is that professional sports uh, players are overpaid and not motivated to succeed. Right. In other words, you're guaranteed. Like, you and I are on performance-based contracts here at FBI. Yeah. If we do good work, yeah. we'll get paid. Yeah. And we're both currently unpaid. It's a, it's a standard practice to encourage people to work harder. Correct. There's the carrot. Go. Yeah. Whereas in rugby league, the carrots are delivered to your door at the beginning of each Diamond season. Diamond encrusted carrots. So one would argue there's not much incentive to perform <laughs> after that. Which is why they're all wearing the latest tracky dacks. Uh, that's right. With, with widescreen TVs. Are they called widescreen anymore? Uh... 7.1, 8.1 sound. Yeah, LED, you know, I think. Yeah, yeah. Bluetooth controls. Yeah, yeah. Ultra black. They just blink and it all happens. High definition, I think, High is the word. Okay. Ultra 4D, KHD. But so the, so the theory is that the rugby league player, having been said remunerated, isn't motivated and easily distracted. Yes. And uh, he's been talking about the likes of Ash Taylor from the Gold Coast, paid a million bucks a year. Can you say that one more time? A million? <laughs> a million dollars a year. And, and here we are whinging that ScoMo got an 11,000K 11, increase up to something like 500,000. And this footy player is on a million? Yeah, and, and I mean, not to take light of whatever situation sees him not at the club, we don't know the details, but he's certainly been copying a, a, a bucketing in the press for not playing well. Right. And, and I think Paul is suggesting that if you're being paid a million dollars a year, mm. you should be able to cop a bucketing from a press because you've got to turn up every day. Yeah, well, look, I know that many people have attacked my little Benny Hunt for that very reason. Right. And he goes, instead of being protected from adversity and ill-prepared to handle setbacks when they arrive, uh, the young men... Yeah and dare I say women, in the NRL and WNRL, should be educated, exposed to the broader reality of life. They need a good war, Chris. And accountability, like mm-hmm. athletes around the world. And this is, a, this is something for everybody probably to write down, yeah. grab a pen and paper, okay, or quick. maybe if you're digitally inclined, tap it in your phone. Yeah, in your pad. Professionalism is not a sometime thing. Heart surgeons don't get to say they just didn't turn up. Ooh. And I can bear witness to that. And hello, Emily Granger, who put a new... Cow's valve yeah, yeah, in my yeah, yeah. heart recently, Stephen. But that's just. But they only do it for a lazy 110th hour, right? Yeah, it's performance based. Yeah, if of I, course. <laughs> if, I, I, I can assure you. And you are walking and talking proof. If, if I had died, yeah. I wouldn't have been paying the bill. No, you would not have. No, nor would you have better half. <laughs> <laughs> We've been caught like Israel Falau. Well, but we, look, Chris, you confused me because only earlier you said 
out of 16 teams, only 15, only one can win. There are 15 losers. Yeah. So that's not great performance. That's a pretty harsh it's, crucible. It's written into the contract of rugby league that 15 are going to be losers out of 16. Yes, Stephen. It's not, it's, not, it's not whether you lose, it's how you how lose. How you lose, right. I mean, and, so you've got to look like you've tried. Yeah, and there's been talk about Latrell Mitchell as being a distraction in the origin mm-hmm, camp mm-hmm. simply because he was the best player in the world when he played the West Tigers. Isn't that always the way? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and he's been a bit of a but, dud since. Hang on, I'll just get out my violin, shall I? <laughs> <laughs> Poor old West Tigers, eh? When are they going to get their act together, Chris? Not this year. Like, <laughs> this year. Like, it's ma- a long, long-term vision, ma- is it? Imagine my guy has parked the bus at the side of the yeah. road. Yeah. He's, he's lifted up the hood. Yeah. And he's had a look and he said, he's, he's taken the engine apart and he's got parts described like Packer, Reynolds... Madalino, McQueen. And all you do is go, imagine the team Fanua. we could have had. Says, hey, you're talking about Maguire's. There's another, there's another Maguire in rugby league, isn't there? In the news again, Josh Maguire. Josh, he's our favourite grub. He is our favourite grub. We love Josh yeah. Maguire. Yeah. 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 So, uh, he's, he's, he's up for playing in State of Origin in Perth because he got away with murder, right? Right. So for the second time this year, he's, he's been hit with sli- a fine. Slimed his way out of it. Contrary conduct fine. He was playing for the North Queensland Cowboys against the Manly Warringah Sea Eagles. What did he do? And his hand... Has he got hands? Yes. Even yeah. slugs have hands. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, sort well, of, he's half slug, isn't so he? What are those sort of like, you know, those hairs those on centipedes, that yes, sort of thing, yes, those sensory yes. So the devices. bottom half of us all slime and shapeless, but the top he's got some hands. Let's there. just say Josh has got input devices. <laughs> okay. Right, and he's got his input devices. Probing de- devices. <laughs> he's got his input devices <laughs> in the head region of Dylan Walker. The head region. Right, but he's only copped a $3,400 fine because, and I'm going to be quite mm. blunt when I say this, Stephen, he simply gave Dylan a facial. And, ah. and there's a difference here. And referee supremo Graham Annesley mm-hmm. has this to say about the definitions involved. Okay. Uh, and there are there is a difference between uh, a facial, for the want of a better term, you all know what that you know what we're referring to, hands in the face, uh, and uh, you know poking around in the eyes of an opponent. Um, uh, you know what we would traditionally call eye gouging. <laughs> I'm glad he really cleared that up for us, you know. Um, poking around in the eyes, what we traditionally call an eye gouge. Well, is it an eye gouge or not, you know? We had Professor Dave Taylor in here a few seasons ago, who's, you know, the author of the Rugby League Dictionary. Yeah. And, or Almanac. I always get that wrong. It might be the Almanac. But, I mean, what I loved about Annesley was he gives the term facial and then describes, yes, describes yes, it. Yes. And with eye gouge, he goes the other way. He goes, poking around in the eye region. Headline, I he's, he's, he's come trying to cop like a lawyer, right? And he, but, but we all know a facial is not a facial. It's a, it's a rugby league slang term, right? <laughs> Annesley. I tell you, it's a, broad, it's a broad image, the facial, in rugby league. But um, uh, the word on the street is, Stephen, mm-hmm. third facial and you're done. If Maguire commits a facial, yeah. it's no more fights. He will cop a suspension. Yes. And quite right, too. And, and they're giving the cosmetic industry a bad name, Chris. <laughs> Sure. <laughs> oh, bloody hell. I, look, I'd love a facial, thanks. And they go, no, thank you. Don't come near me. I know what those rugby lay pleasers do. What about, what about, have you ever gone down the uh, Kardashian route of the vampire treatment? What is that, Chris? So it's, you, uh, you extract your blood. Yeah. It's put into a, a, an induction Sounds spin like Keith situation. Richard. They extract uh, the plasma. Ooh. Which is the uh, the the yellowy stuff from the the, the red stuff? Yeah, uh, glugging up with a bit of calcium glutinate, and then just pinprick the face thousands of times. Ooh. Rejuvenation deluxe. The Kardashians are not the Kardashians without the platelet-rich yeah. plasma treatment yeah. that they receive on a regular basis. Wow! So you know that's that's what I thought a facial was. Is that was. what Jack, little Jack Vision had done to himself? Well, 
It looks like it. It may well be. You saw him on The Voice, didn't you? Yeah, well, no, you know, I didn't. I saw a couple oh, of promotional right, stills right. in the newspaper. Are you saying Jack's looking a little different? Yes, he is. Yes, yeah. yes, yes. Hard um, Well, it's just his whole face looks like... Uh, who's that famous woman, that you know, the trout, trout face sort of queen... For years, everyone used to sort of put a new idea every week. You oh, know, like, look at this. His name was something like Ronestorn. I, I know who you you're talking one. about. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, Chris, um, rugby league. It's a funny old game, isn't it? It is a funny old game. Uh, look, I think it's bloody great at the moment. Did you see the Dragons last week? Yeah, they had a win. They had a win. And you know, like you've been, doing, the whole... you've been doing it so tough, <laughs> you know, because look, I, I just want to go out publicly before we sign off and say, Kudos to you. Viva Festival has been fantastic. Thank you very much. I really enjoyed it. Mm. The, and you are the hardest working man in said festival. Right, thank you And very much. you would just tick off the number of venues that you were. Yeah. I did see you at the Hayden James Curveball. Yes. You, well, I was up the front. You, you thought, got better ears than I have. Yeah, you I, thought it was a little bit too loud for well, you. Well, after three songs at the front, I was like, whoa. But you, but that's because you've been out on the circuit, Yes, Stephen. I have. Yes, I have. And uh, um, rugby league is great. Now, Chris, uh, we did bring... Uh, we shine a light into some murky corners here on Fire Up, and one of those was boot burgling. Boot burgling? Boot burgling, yes. And uh, we were you know, quite unsure, except Freddie Phillip said it all straight. He said, well, if we're allowed to be boot burglars, well, we'll do it too. Yes. If Ben Hunt's going to do well, it coach too, him to do it. Coach him to do it. And then the, the rest went, oh, hey, hang on a second. No, that's not... No, no, no. And then they, they, they've, set a, they've set a law in place, haven't they, now? And it's a real shame. It, it will result in fines, suspensions, dismissal from the right. field. and it Automatically abs- penalised. Yes. And Automatically. It's, yes. And it's a little bit like now with you, if you drink driving, they just take your licence away. So on the spot. Yep. Yeah. So yeah. what happens if you boot burgle, they take your boots... Completely away, and you're off. And you got to walk the walk of shame in your socks. Yes, and and everybody will and laugh. It, all the... I think everyone recognizes nothing worse than wet socks. No, in the grass. Uh, oh, shocking! But they will be in Perth, Chris. There's no witness. Well, there. that'll be it's fine very there. hard. Yeah, 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 fast. So perhaps yeah. that's field... not a... if you're going to do it, do it in Perth. Described by the Telegraph as the field of screams, potentially. Right. Uh, but the sad thing about this initiative, there's always... for every winner, Stephen, mm. there are 15 losers, mm. and the fifth one of the 15 losers in this instance is James Maloney because he was our boot burglar to match up with Benny Hunt there, and there being Queensland's boot and, burglar. And he, he was packing his bags for Perth, ready to go. And then He's the best in the game. Chris. Graham Annesley, facial versus eye gouge himself, has come in and said no more boot burgling. Right. He's tragic. Had a, tragic. He's had a discussion and uh, he's got referee's boss, Bernie Sutton. Uh, weekend at Bernie's has had a discussion with Brad. Uh, Bernie will be instructing the referees that players may be penalised if they deliberately throw away an opponent's boot. What if it's an accident, Chris? Well, that's the same defence in How the eye gouge, isn't it, Stephen? Yeah. Like it, would, it, it wouldn't my have happened if his eyes were in my hand. Yes. You know, yeah. What happens if the boot just ends up in your hand? I actually... I actually had one chance of being a boot burglar, yeah, Stephen. Yeah. I was in the mosh at Bruce Springsteen. Yes. And he crowd surfed. Yeah. And to his credit... He no took sec- his shoe. To, to his credit, no security. Like, he just, you know, I'm just out there and, amongst and the people. And people rifling through his pockets for money. <laughs> and right. I just, as I happened to be under him, I, I actually got one hand on his boot. Did you? Beautiful piece of craftsmanship. Was it? Lovely For stitchy. New Jersey's finest. And I yanked for all it was worth. <laughs> yeah. And I couldn't... And I, and I couldn't get it he's off. Like, he's on to people like you, Chris, oh, because everybody wants a piece, don't they? I worry, though, his new album's called Western Stars. Has he gone country like Kylie? Oh, yeah, Ooh, like Justin out. Timberlake tried with look out. Man of the Woods or whatever. Uh, look, it says here, um, uh, such action, this is boot burgling, is contrary to the true spirit of the game. Well, I beg to differ. Well, Does anybody remember Dally Messenger apparently broke all the rules and then they suddenly changed the rule to stop Dally? Well, uh, it's a pity that Dennis Carnahan isn't here. Well, it's not really a pity he's not here, but Dennis Carnahan, <laughs> no. he, he has established that it's actually the person who wrote the rules of rugby league that we adopted in 908, of course, is Gus Gould. Yes. And you go through that, that sacred text. There's no reference to boot burglary there. Yeah. And so, therefore, it's fair game. And can I just remind everybody, when the referees first 
<laughs> the story came to light, they giggled. <laughs> we all had and a laugh. Isn't that the spirit of rugby league? And, and we, a giggle. We, 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 for, for Ben Hunt, the kids dropped so many high balls, he's entitled to grab one boot and throw it. Yes, yes. Give him something. And the justification is, of course, you just can't have people slipping around on the field. You can't have people throwing boots off into the crowd because they might hit someone's face. You know, <laughs> It's not contrary. I mean, it is contrary to the spirit of the game, Chris, yeah, you know, and, which and is it, entertainment. It also... Uh, is this more of the sort of no-fun business and, you know, 100%. everyone's running scared, you know? And, and Optus Stadium, it's, it's a circular stadium, yeah. Stephen. You couldn't throw the boot far enough to hurt anyone. It's not going to reach it. And, and then finally, the option is to go with Mitchell Pierce. Of course, we had a bit of fun one night, you know, with Bella Macy, rest in peace. Yep. <laughs> and what? They're going to choose a man that knows the idea of pulling his head in and having no fun at all. Is that where we are in rugby league? Well, let's face it, 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 you talk about how far have we come. We've come so far that Mitchell will be the New South Wales halfback. Uh, he, he did famously, of course, in the uh, sin-binning of the Burgeyes and Siofidi and Fitzgibbon last week in the Newcastle South game, said to the referees vis-a-vis Sam Burgess, that was a dog shot. And I think we've all pointed out how Mitchell's very, very familiar with the concept of if anybody the do- can say that. The dog show. Now, yeah. you're going to be there at Optus, Stephen. I would have thought you'd be having a month's holiday after your exemplary work for Vivid. No. But you're going to be out there at the Dishlick yeah. Bowl I'll be playing, Sunday. I think, No Fun by uh, the Stooges. Will we see you here next Friday? Uh, next Friday, you probably will. Fantastic. Thanks, Chris. See you then. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. So tune in again next week when we invite a veritable breadline of nobodies and wannabes to flesh out another rip-snorting roundup of rugby league shenanigans, slander and smut right here at the home of radio's most fatuous footy confab. Fire!